0: Denver Sports Station 1043, the fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Friday, baby! Friday! Oh, man, it feels good. It feels so good. Oh, you weren't ready for that. No, I was not I ready for that. You're very, very energetic. We were just kind of hanging out this morning, chopping it up quietly, and then boom! You just came out rolling. Red light goes on. Rolling. Game time. Yeah, yeah exciting. Come on. Match yeah. the intensity. Let's yeah. go. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But I'm gonna let Johnny match the intensity because you're gonna turn this up. Go ahead, Johnny. Go. That is good. And hey, with that, we are off and rolling on a, a Friday morning. Yeah, we're uh, calling for everybody to get loose quick. Let's get loose. Right. It's been an intense week. It really has. Boy, Broncos coaches. Is it just me Friday where we give you a chance to get stuff off your chest? It could be about anything or everything. The Broncos coaching search. Todd Helton missing out on the Hall of Fame. Mm. Nikola Jokic going to the All-Star game. Hopefully Aaron Gordon following suit. Uh, The Avs. I'll start with my first is it just me, is it just me, or uh, I guess that 9 or 10 game winning streak that I thought, probably wouldn't happen for the avs until near the end of february It's still in play since their winning streak was snapped yesterday yeah, yeah. by I the mean, ducks What would what, they have five six wins in a row something like that mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's you know that's all right you know every now and again goaltending wasn't great juicy rebounds given up that's going to that's a recipe for disaster mike disaster disaster disaster, disaster. so a six game winning streak well take a six game winning right. streak six game they yeah. lose last night to uh, the not so mighty ducks Five to three. I don't know about those orange duck uniforms. Yeah, those those are, did, are those like an alternate uniform yeah, or what? Another, is is it just me or we're out of control with alternate uniforms? Out of control. Right. Well, it's just. Out a, of control. Another way to make money. Absolutely. Right? Another way to just, I don't know. I didn't like the, But it kept saying it's the Anaheim Ducks. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not the Ducks. It's orange. So, you got that to, uh, weigh in on as well. So, hit us up on the rummelsaw.com text line 303 713 1043. But yeah, it's been, woof, what a chaotic week. Yesterday, you got Sean Payton after leaks and leaks and leaks and mm-hmm. all kinds of, uh, people speaking for him. He finally comes out and says, No, I had a great relationship with a uh, great meeting with Broncos ownership. We're good. Meanwhile, D'Amico Ryan's. Bronco's top candidate, but he's got competition from Houston. Dan Quinn decides, Ugh, Arizona, no thanks. I'll stay in Dallas and make $4.5 million. Cushy job. Wait for more openings next year. I think Adam Schefter left us a pretty good breadcrumb yesterday when he was, we was on yesterday in explaining why everything's been so slow with the coaching hires is that, face it, there aren't that many coaching vacancies. These candidates are looking around going, eh, whether it's ownership or quarterback situations, it's not that great. I'll wait till next year where there might be double the number of high coaching vacancies. I think, you know what, I think the sad thing is though is we're in that pool. Yeah, yes. Of the undesirables. We're in the, we are like literally, we're like the little kid's pool that's full of urine. That's where we're floating right yeah. now. And a couple of floaties. Yeah. And nobody wants to stick their toes in. They're like, oh, Come on, the water's great. No, no seriously. Who's closed. We got to turn it. Yeah, like seriously, mean, seriously, you're in a you're in a situation where. Come on, Dan Quinn has interviewed. It looked like, and we talked about it yesterday. Like, hey, man, Arizona is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wait. I got a great deal going on here in Dallas. I'm one of the highest paid coordinators in football. My defense is phenomenal. I've got arguably the best defensive player in football in Micah Parsons. I've got Pro Bowl and All-Pro players at all three levels of my defense. My defense played lights out for about almost three quarters until we just ran out of gas against San Francisco because our offense wasn't worth a score to piss. Like, I'm good. I'll just hang tight here in Dallas. Great place to live. You know, unbelievable facilities, great paycheck, making more as a defensive coordinator than I was probably making when I first started being a head coach in Atlanta. I'm good. I don't want to mess with Arizona and having to take coaches and, oh, by the way, ownership that maybe uh, you know, may be a little tight with the purse strings. And I don't know, like, ownership here. Like, how many people do you have to answer to here? Is that undesirable? You know, I know Greg Penner leads the leads the way, but hey, man, when you take on a new investment like this, and you want to be you want to be a great ownership group, are you a little bit leery about giving away power? Are you a bit leery? You know, I mean, is is there even though D and Wolf got on the air and said, "Oh, that's just a bunch of baloney." There's no way. Is there a concern? Like I mean, we always say, this where there's a little smoke, there's 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 fire. Is there a little concern that hey man, we really want to be super involved? Which they should. It's their, It you know. I mean, they spent four and a four point whatever billion dollars to take it on. You should want you know some. You should want checks and balances and all those things. Yeah, but there is also the idea that you hire good people and then you let people do their jobs. Correct. And I, I think what we're seeing here is is a case of after after starting this process out with the idea of going big, and, and, and let's face it, whether it was Mike Cliss, Troy Rank, uh, Adam Schefter, all of our insiders felt Broncos want to hire a former head coach. They want somebody with experience. Yeah, And I can't help, now that we're looking at D'Amico Ryans, who was like eighth on the list when it all started, that as this thing evolved, they came to realize, wow, this – This is one of those deals where you're going to have to give out a lot of money. You're going to have to give out a lot of power. And boy, that's not the way we're used to running things. We're, we're used to having some kind of, some kind of, you know, checks and balances and Mm -hmm. being able to uh, watch over what's going on, have a say, be involved. And geez, maybe we're, if we go in a certain direction here, especially with a guy like Peyton, we wouldn't have. As much control. Do we really want to do that? Well, you know what? When you want to get into this business, this isn't Walmart. This is not Walmart. This is, this is big time NFL football. And if you're going to swing big, that means as an ownership group, you got to understand there are going to be some things that you're going to have to uh, sort of give up, give control over to somebody else. And I, the, the fact that we started out with the idea that it was going to be Harbaugh or, or Peyton or mm. Quinn, and now we're looking at, uh, D'Amico Ryan's or, or maybe Jim somebody Caldwell. else, Jim Caldwell, then that, that, that tells me that along the way, this ownership group kind of lost sight or was overwhelmed by what went into this whole thing. And now I think they're running this coaching search like they're running a Walmart instead of running it like a, you know, really big time, uh, expensive, you know, uh, uh real select special kind of business. Now it's kind of like one of their Walmarts and we'll just go get a guy and hire a guy that we know that we're going to be able to keep um, a, a firm control of and be able to have a say and be involved and all that. And, you know, Hey, Hey, we've got we've got a lot of that around here. We've got a lot of around uh, of that around here, and I think we're going to be getting it again. Okay, I think that's one thing. I think there's, I think there's, you know, I think there's a couple other things as well that that you know, when we come back, I want to address. Like, uh, I, I I don't necessarily think that that's the case, but you know, and we'll talk about it when we come back. All right, we'll do that. Is it just me? Friday is uh, off and rolling, getting some good ones, including you, you and I being called hypocrites. Hypocrites! For what? Well, we'll find out next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043, the Fan. On this is it Just Me Friday, here we go. Let's get to some of these. This is it just me, says one texter. Or Sean Payton was the favorite until Russell Wilson reached out to him. Uh no, I don't look, I don't I don't think that's the case. Um you know, I was going to say to you, you, you you talked about them running this like Walmart from a, a Greg Penner standpoint. Hey man, if you buy this investment, man, you want to you want to grow with somebody. You want to know like the inner workings like you want to you want to get more of a, a football knowledge. You want to be more of a partnership, you know, with the coach that you hire and grow together. Whereas a guy like Sean Payton is is going to be like, dude, I need to be in charge of all football operations stuff. I'm I'm like, we need to fix this thing right now and you know i could see where i could see where you're like well we want you know kind of i don't know what i don't know type of thing so i want to i want to grow with it and where that could turn you off as a as a guy in charge because you're like no that's not how this works like i need and it's not ego that's not ego driven that's just i know what works and like i i will tell you and I, I haven't told you this before but when i was doing a new orleans game i had somebody very high up in the organization, and say, you know what we miss? We miss a dude in charge that has that creates fear. This building doesn't have enough fear in it, and Sean does that. And so, you know, Sean can be abrasive from the standpoint. I would imagine in a meeting, going not abrasive, but just like blunt, blunt. This is what this is what has to happen. I mean, if this is not if 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 you don't want to do it this way, then it's it, it's just not going to work. Look, I have to have the authority to come in here and shake things up, and I have to have, have the authority to come in here and shake up your quarterback. You but, know? but isn't that isn't that one of the first tests of whether or not an ownership group is the right ownership group? Because we've seen plenty of owners who have backed down and do not like the idea of, of strong-minded, powerful, I-run-the-show type coaches. Look at the examples. Jimmy Johnson with Dallas. Sure, Jerry, that thing was rolling. They they mm-hmm. had built a dynasty. Yeah, Jerry Jones didn't like Jimmy having all that power. And where's right. Dallas been since then? Uh, look at the Broncos. The, John Elway wanted to bring back Mike Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Joe Ellis put the Joe Ellis put the kibosh on that because right. he saw he felt that Mike had too much power. Sure, at the end of his run here, and he didn't want to go back down that road again. But. To me, the, the best owners are the ones that realize, hey, I I know that I've made billions of dollars being an alpha, but maybe in this case, the NFL is something different. I can't run it like my normal business. I have to be able to cede some power uh, to to my coach or to my chief sure. decision maker. Robert Kraft has done it for 20-plus years with Bill Belichick. Uh, uh, absolutely. Why, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Ron Rivera is coaching in Washington, not in Carolina. The winningest coach in Carolina history. Well, why do you think that happened? Owner comes in. I mean, Ron didn't tell me this, but one of the coaches on the staff did. Handing out scouting reports. Telling who you're going to start this weekend. It's like Major League Baseball. Uh, No thanks. You know, I respect the heck out of you. You made billions of dollars in the credit card business, but uh, you don't know squat about, you know, who should start and who shouldn't. Like. Like that's the kind of stuff. Did you want no? Like honestly, unless you just want a job, you don't want. If you're Sean Payton or if you're Dan Quinn, you don't want any part of that. You don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to come in and like. Let's say. Let's say you get asked to coach offensive line. All right, great. I'm going to coach offensive line. I I, I want to coach offensive line. I'm not. I don't want to be told what drills. What dude. Like, I know what drills work. I know what translates to a game. I understand what wh- how this thing works. I don't need you, who haven't played a snap, to tell me what to do. I got it. I've got this figured out. Now, yeah, if you want to say, hey, this is what we want to attack, and here's how we want to attack it, great. I-, I, can h- I can coach it up, right? But I'm going to coach it up the way I know works, because there's a lot of technique stuff that is coached in this league that doesn't work. It's great on a grease board. You know, there's a lot of great – there's a lot of players. There are a lot of players who will sit there on a grease board in a film room and tell you, oh, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to turn the protection this way, you got to do that. That's great on a grease board. You know what? There's a lot of those players that aren't worth a score to piss when they get on a football field. They're not any good. They can't play. There are some guys that can answer the, the questions in the, in the the uh, in the film room or answer the questions to a test all day long. They can't play a lick. And any player that has ever played will tell you that. There are some dudes who are like, man, that dude, if that dude could translate what he knows in the classroom to the field, he'd be the greatest player ever. Unfortunately, he can't. He's not any good. So here's what here's what I'm proposing. This is like a this is like a rom com. Okay? okay? We need Sean Payton and Greg Penner to get back on the phone together and say, mm-hmm. hey, look, we got this relationship off to the, uh, the wrong start. Okay, okay. Let, Let's let let's start this over. Hi, my name is Sean Payton. Right. Hi, my name is Greg Penner. Let's start this over again. We'll we'll cut down on the leaks. Oh, we should do some acting right now. And 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 just let's let's take a breath, step back, and let's see how we can make this work. Because do you want to be sorry, folks? D'Amico Ryan's just. I I said this at the beginning. It was Harbaugh or Payton. Maybe Quinn, but anything else would just be a huge. You're settling for the consolation prize, and this goes this goes beyond settling. All right, you're. Do you want to be Penner or you want to be Sean Payton? I'll be Penner. You'll be Penner. Okay. you You start off. You start off. The well, no, you got to you got to reach out. You're the one that's been doing oh. all the leaks and everything. Okay. You know. So yeah. go ahead, Sean. Okay. I mean, my phone rings. Ring ring ring, okay. ring 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 Hello. Uh hey, Mister Penner. Sean Payton here. Uh, hey man, I just want to clear the air. I wait, for I don't know how this happened. Um, all these leaks that have gotten out there, but this is not. I mean, this is not anything that I talked about. Uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for you, the business you have, the business you have created, and uh, your ownership and the ownership group of the Denver Broncos. And and listen, I just like to kind of clear the air and and and. and Wipe the slate clean and kind of start this thing over again. Who the hell do you think you are? Leaking news to the press, hearing your minions come out and insult me. Do you not know who I am? Well, I, 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 you know, I had no idea. But the bottom- now you know. Yes, yeah. by, by the by the way, I didn't leak any of that news. That is made up garbage, and I said so on my Twitter account. I have not had anything but positive vibes coming from your organization and what you're doing, and I like I'd like to be a part of it, but I don't know how. Some guy on Twitter that I don't even hardly know rolls out some information, just like the other guy who I wrote the book with, who said that Rob Walton was hunting, and it was completely. And then he came back and backtracked. I didn't tell him that stuff. Like it's all made up garbage. So you want to try again? Should How we about should us? We, should we try again? How about us, Penner? We need some corny yes. music, corny yeah. 80s music to All be right. playing right now. All right. Let's meet again. Let's talk this out. Let's try to make this work. I didn't we know. We can do this. I didn't know Greg. You and I. You and I together. I didn't know Greg on the was world. so stuffy. He man. was stuffy. Yeah. Stuffy man. Stuffy, stuffy man. You do not become a gazillionaire and not be stuffy. All right, here comes the uh, morning brew. Acting! Nikola Jokic, apparently, for uh, everybody who thinks that, uh, oh, nobody pays attention to Nikola Jokic. Nobody likes Nikola Jokic. Nobody respects Nikola Jokic. We uh, debunk that myth next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of Joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Nikola Jokic, step forward. You are an NBA All-Star Starter. Back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic, four-time All-Star. This will be this is his fifth-time All-Star. Third straight start, averaging 25-11 and a career-high 9.9 assists. His 15 triple-doubles leads the NBA, and the Denver Nuggets at 34-15 and are the number one seed in the Western Conference. You know, there's this perception that uh, Nikola Jokic just doesn't get his due respect. Uh, not if you go by the voting. First of all, the fan voting mm-hmm. had in the front court, Western Conference front court all-star voting, fan votes. LeBron James had the most at, at $7.5 million. Jokic was next at $5.5 million. And everybody else wasn't even really that close. And then look at the player votes of all the Western Conference front court votes. The most player votes went to Jokic. Yeah, which is uh, total respect for his game. When the players look at it that way and vote him in, that is a ton of respect from the players for Nikola Jokic and the game that he brings to the court every night. Now, the question is, those were the starters. The rest of the conference, all-stars for each uh, conference will be seven of them, and they'll be named by uh coaches and the hope the expectation i think it'd be a huge snub if aaron uh, gordon is not included so i'm hoping that gordon gets a nod because that guy should be an all-star that guy's been great what about murray no no way no just just uh, michael ford jr no no no.
1: Bones? Murray, Mur- no no bones. no bones,
0: no bones. Damn. Okay. No, no Bruce Brown, but uh, no KCP, but oh. but definitely. But I, I for a team that is doing as well as the Nuggets are, you should have at least two representatives and Jokic worthy starter. Let's get Aaron Gordon in there as a reserve. Next on the morning brew, despite being a huge overwhelming favorite, the Avalanche uh, giving up three third period goals to the uh, not so mighty Anaheim Ducks. But losing to Anaheim, 5-3. Jared Bednar breaking it all down. If you pull the shift that they scored on where they got extended, we had a couple tired guys that didn't get off the ice, and they got extended. We. You know, we had a couple chances to get that puck out at the end of the second period. You pulled out one shift out of the first two periods. I liked their first two periods a lot. You know, we shot them, outchanced them probably two to one in those periods. But I did not like the start of our third. It just looked like we were you know, too much standing around. You know, like their urgency and intensity to our game disappeared, and then we fell behind and comes back. But still had some chances to tie the game up. But we put ourselves in a bad spot with a bad probably first ten minutes of the third period. So that uninspired play, lethargic play, uh, some shaky goaltending from uh, Pavel Francis, uh Add it all up and lose a game that nobody saw coming after winning six in a row. Yeah. Uh, upset. I mean, you know it's going to happen, right? And that's one of those things, too, Mike, where you have the team meeting. You play, you win six straight games. All of a sudden, you let down your guard just a little bit, and that's one of those where it comes back, and you go, like, "Hey, guys! I mean, dude, like we understand what we are. We aren't, we aren't at a point right now where we were last year, where we could just get on the ice and out talent everybody, and even and we could overcome ten minutes of just bad uninspired hockey. We're not there, so let it be a lesson to you." That's that. What that's exactly what happens, even against bad teams. When you when you play uninspired hockey, it's it, it's one of those good lessons. I mean, you win six in a row. That's awesome. You know, you you chalk that one up, and you hope your players learn from it. Next on the morning brew, the Broncos coaching search appears to have Demico Ryan's as the top target. Although there is competition with Houston, and with him having played there, tremendous family ties there. Mm-hmm. What do you think he chooses? Who do you think he chooses? Oh, I think that I think that Houston's the leader in the clubhouse. The other thing is, is you're gonna you're gonna be able to draft a quarterback. You're gonna instantly build in a couple of years. You've got draft capital, um, and you'll be playing on a on a quarterback's rookie deal. So, now again, drafting a quarterback is somewhat of a crapshoot. But I think you know unless the Broncos just blow you away with an offer. Um, I think Houston makes, I think it makes the most sense where he got his starts, where he got drafted, you know, where he played Gary Kubiak has ties to both. If he wanted to bring Gary Kubiak in as a, uh, consultant type of, uh, you know, offensive game plan consultant, um, obviously Clint Kubiak is, is out there right now. I don't think he signed. I think he, he interviewed with Tampa yesterday or the day before. So yeah, like that would, that would make a lot of sense. Next on the Morning Brew, Robert Sala. I'm bringing in Nathaniel Hackett as the Jets' OC. Nathaniel, he's, um, you know, one of the great strengths is that he is a West Coast uh, offense, uh, West Coast uh, uh, guy with regards to scheme. So there's going to be some continuity there. He's got a proven history of being able to develop a heck of a run game uh, in every stop that he's ever been in. Got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with. And he's gotten great, great head head success with all the quarterbacks that he's worked with. And he's good friends with Aaron Rodgers, right. who has been linked to the New York Jets. Uh, now, I mean, he didn't have great success with Russell Wilson, so there's one quarterback that he didn't have great success with. Let's ride. How about the uh, the 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 line? I think Albert Breer put it out that uh, Hackett uh, was was the loser in a political war in Denver. Gee, I wonder what that uh, what that means. The loser in the political war in Denver. What was what was the political war, if there was one? It's spicy. Yeah, <laughs> the spicy campaign. Do you here, do you? Here comes the airplane. So was so you're, you're so this a case of that for at least two thirds of the season, three quarters of the season, Russell Wilson just flat out stubbornly obstinately um, just defied Nathaniel Hackett? And then what? By the end of the season, he was cool with trying things another way? Or was... My point is, does Russ get too much blame for this idea that it was my way or the highway? Because he, I, I never heard anything about that. I never heard him stomping his feet and storming out of meetings and anything like that. No. Plus, he seemed to... Acquiesce just fine when they they switch things up at the end of the season. Seem pretty happy with it. Yeah, well. There's... So does he get too much of the blame for this? He pro- perceived blame. Yeah, well, th- there is that. I mean, the, again, it comes down to the adult aspect of it. Like if you if you haven't been empowered as a coach, and then you can't put your foot down and say no, nah, we ain't doing that. And you say okay, you don't like that. Well, let's do this then, and let's and you keep compromising, and eventually your scheme or your system is is completely off base. It's off kilter. It's not married together. It's not working. And so... But did you ever hear anything about that? The idea that that Russell Wilson was flat out saying, no, I refuse. No. My way or the highway? No. Believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. But there were a lot of things they were doing that Russell wasn't, couldn't do. And that says to me, like, I want to do this. Like there was a there was a lot of that stuff, so you know, I mean, I think there's a, I think there's, I mean, I think it's culpable. But the bottom bottom line is, I'll hold the coach accountable for not stepping up and not saying no. That is the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at six thirty. Up next, the best of the is it just me? Friday, good stuff rolling in, covering all kinds of topics. So we'll get to that next. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan Presents, Schlereth and Evans. Getting loose on a Friday, we encourage your, uh, is it just me texts. Plenty of humor, opinion, snark. More snark, the better. Here's one Is it just me or is Sean Payton delivering a masterclass on how to fumble away a bag? Even Melvin Gordon is impressed. Ah. Uh, wait a minute now. You think that you think that Sean Payton isn't going to be a hot commodity if he goes back to television and goes next year? When there, as Adam Schefter said, there will probably be eight to ten openings? Yeah, but with the openings that existed this year, nobody seems to be in a hurry to go out and make him a, an offer he can't refuse. Right. And this is a guy who wanted to coach this year. He wanted to coach the Dolphins before that thing fell apart. Right. So I think he is eager to get back into coaching. I don't think he looks at it like, hey, I'll just sit back another year. No biggie. I think he wants to get back into coaching. Well, I don't think there's any question that but he'd nobody, like to get back into coaching. Nobody wants to, to meet his asking price or demands, it would appear. I think that's a mistake, but it, it would certainly appear that to be that way, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it would. It would... Certainly appear to be that way, but it would also certainly like there are parameters as a coach where you're saying, hey, man, if I'm going to if I'm going to go to Carolina with ownership and no quarterback, well, then it's going to it's like if you're asking me to do that, I need the authority to rebuild it. I want like if if you come in and say these are my demands and ownership says, well, wait a minute, I don't know that I want to pay you like 20 million bucks a year and give you complete authority. I mean, I could see, I could see him, and I understand. This is what it's gonna. This is what I require. Because one, you've been making fifteen million bucks a year for. I don't know. I mean, forever. I mean, I imagine over the fifteen-year career of Sean Payton, he's probably averaged about eight million bucks a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. And then Fox is paying you whatever Fox is paying you, a couple million bucks. What, like what do you care these are my demands meet them or don't like and, I, I, like, and if you don't meet them well guess what there's a, there's one place in particular that I really want to coach and we thought that place would come open and it didn't but come on what are the odds that, that what are the odds that Staley retains his job long term oh he starts the season on the hot seat yeah but if if you're the Broncos, you you make him an offer that that he can't turn down. You give him the kind of money he wants. You give him the kind of power he wants. And and look, this is this is. This but sp- if they don't want to, do, well, that's and and do and that, that. I know they don't want to do right. that. And that's why this ownership group has already, if they if they don't land Sean Payton uh, on the heels of not landing Jim Harbaugh on the heels of not landing Dan Quinn, then then this whole first hire is gonna be a, a giant downer, a failure because. Because you had in Sean Payton, you had somebody that had a proven track record. A proven track record. Mm-hmm. And somebody who in in today's NFL, which is all about uh, developing the quarterback or getting the most out of quarterback or salvaging a quarterback, being able to put together a dynamic offense. Again, a proven record. Everything about this guy is proven he knows how to walk into a building immediately take control and set up a program a model that's going to work it's all proven he has a proven track record and that is worth a certain amount of money that he can command and you shouldn't be scared off by and that demands a certain amount of power that he can uh go out and demand and you have to give it to him because it's a proven model instead you don't want to do it for whatever reason, and now you're prepared to turn your operation over to a first-time head coach who's got five years of coaching experience, who in 2017 was a quality control coach. That's it. That's who you're going to entrust the Broncos to. And and what's the answer? What's it, What? Whenever you ask somebody, how do you feel about another first-time head coach? You good with that? You're not scared off? Hey, maybe this time will be different. When you're telling me you're going to turn your back on a guy who's got a proven track record and the only answer you have to dis- to support the guy you're likely going to hire is, well, maybe this time it'll be different. Right. That's, that's weak, man. Here, here's, here's oh, weak. The other, here's the other thing I always hear, and it drives me crazy. And, and you hear about Aaron Rodgers. Well, he only has one Super Bowl. He's a, you know, Three-time NBA, but he only has one Super Bowl. I, like, that's some type of scarlet letter? Winning a Super Bowl is a scarlet letter now? Sean Payton only has one Super Bowl, and he had Drew Brees. You know Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees until he got with Sean Payton. You you realize that, right? He was the guy, oh, the second-round pick from the Chargers, who was pushed out as a starter because they drafted Phillip Rivers in the first round, who the Miami Dolphins decided no we don't want to go we'd rather go with Culpepper than Drew Brees because of the shoulder injury and we're not sure, you know, what he's going to become. He gets to New Orleans with Sean Payton, they build that thing together and he becomes Drew Brees. You do realize that when Teddy when he took Teddy Bridgewater over, Teddy Bridgewater had a five year or five week span where Teddy Bridgewater was lights out and all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater parlayed that into starting QB two starting QB jobs. Oh, you do realize he took over a guy that had thirty nine turnovers the year before. Thirty interceptions made him a starter. And oh, by the way, the guy threw I think fourteen touchdowns versus three interceptions before he tore his ACL. He was having a good, and they were five and two. So don't tell me he doesn't know how to coach. Don't tell me he can't put him in the right position. And if he if he comes in and says to an organization, this is what I demand, and that organization doesn't want to give it to him, and I would I would venture to guess, you know, the, it, it doesn't feel like the Broncos want to give it to him. It, I, it certainly doesn't feel like Indianapolis wanted to give it, or Indianapolis wants to give it to him, or Carolina wants to give it to him, and certainly Arizona is not like they're not doing that. So I don't know that he's walking away from a bag. You get to a point in your career, too, where you get to dictate, you get to choose what you will do and what you w- won't do. Because you have a proven track record. Right. There are so few of these guys who have that kind of a resume. Those are the guys that can command and demand what they want. And you can either play ball with them, understanding you're getting somebody who does have a proven track record, or you can be scared off by that. Want to hire somebody that you can control and go back into the same kind of self-destructive pattern we've been in over the last seven years here. But, hey, Mark, maybe this time will be different. Right. Unless, of course, spring's eternal. Unless, of course, Domingo Ryan decides to go to Houston. And then you've got to choose to either go Jim Caldwell or, you know, maybe you go maybe you go back to Jerry Rosberg. What's he doing? Maybe you call him. Hey, Jerry, remember when we fired you the other day? And, <laughs> did you get a job yet? What are you doing? I don't know. You all the way down the road back into that hyperbaric chamber? Or what do he say? You want to come back? Yeah. Jerry Bear. Four Down Territory is coming up next. Uh, Jared Bednar, not happy with the way the uh, avalanche played. And Nikola Jokic getting the job done yet again. But is there another nugget that is deserving of an all-star nod. That's next in 4.